Join us now for Health for Life, brought to you by Hamilton Healthcare System. Today, we're talking with Dr. Lee Connor of Hamilton Healthcare System in Dalton. Thank you so much for coming back and joining us today, Dr. Connor. Thank you for having me. Dr. Connor is a board certified infectious disease specialist. He completed his medical training at Florida International University in Miami Dade County, Florida, and his residency and fellowship at Wake Forest University School of Medicine, Winston Salem, North Carolina. He practices at Hamilton Medical Center and Hamilton Physician Group Specialty Care at 1243 Broderick Drive down the street from Hamilton Medical Center. Thank you so much for joining us again. The active COVID-19 case numbers seem to be going up in some states. And why is this happening? Yeah, it looks like some states are, you know, pretty well vaccinated and others mostly in the southeast seem to be uh undervaccinated, you know, a lot lower uptake. But well, now we're in the southeast. Population. Yeah. The the vaccine numbers are, are 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 low in our area. We're still seeing cases here and there. Um, you know, it's definitely not as bad as it used to be, but we're still seeing some low level spread in the community and without a whole lot of people being vaccinated um i think we'll continue to see that so you're seeing the numbers go up Mm -hmm. yep in uh, the beginning of july we saw some of the numbers trend up slightly well if the numbers are going up are the vaccines working is it because people aren't getting vaccinated or the vaccines aren't working yeah most of the people we see are people who have not you know gotten a vaccine yet or are very early on into getting a vaccine, but the people, we don't see anybody really that's been getting COVID-19 who has been fully vaccinated and had a couple weeks after the vaccine, you know, make sure that they got antibodies. Right. So um, we hardly see anybody who is vaccinated get COVID-19. Well, I feel much better about that. Everybody should get that vaccine. That's what you're saying? Yep. It's it's definitely not 100%, but it's way up there and it's very protective against this Delta variant, which is what we're seeing more commonly in this area right now. The Delta variant, the one that we're hearing about on the news. Yep, that's the one that's um, you know maybe a little bit worse for you if you were to contract it, and it's uh you know it's it's, it's more transmissible too. So it's uh, probably going to outcompete the other sort of variants and become probably the mainstay. Well, how do you feel about the vaccine working against the the Delta variant? Yeah, the great thing about the vaccine, actually, all three of them, you know, I I really love the the mRNA vaccines. You know, they offer the best protection. So if you had a choice, I would go for one of those. But all three of them seem to be very effective in preventing you from acquiring COVID-19, the Delta variant mm-hmm. um, in particular. And even if you do, you know, you, that unlucky individual that, that still gets it, it, it seems like your course is a lot more mild than, than maybe it would have been if you did not have the vaccine. Well, I had the vaccine. I had the Pfizer. Is that the kind that you're talking about? Yep. Pfizer and Moderna are the, the mRNA vaccines. Okay. Pfizer and Moderna. Okay, yep. and gotcha. they're, they're probably the more common, you yes. know, Pfizer's is probably the one we've given the most of. That's the one you got to keep cold, mm-hmm. ice cold. Yeah, those are the ones that you need the special freezers and, and all that. So, but that's the most commonly given one in our area. And then behind that is Moderna. Okay, I got you. Now tell me about kids. When will the vaccine be available for children, do you think? Or what is the cutoff? Is it 12? Is it 18? Uh, there's some for 16, 16 18 for okay. some. You know, there are some ongoing studies looking at, at kids 12 and, and older. So hopefully those studies will conclude soon and we can, you know, get a lot of those school age children, you know, who are going back to school in August, uh, you know, maybe get them vaccinated, protect, you know, their other students and then also the teachers, some of the older faculty that may be, you know, in those rooms where mm-hmm. there could be potentially a contagious variant there. So, um, yeah, I, I hope those studies conclude and show great safety and efficacy, which I would expect. You're in infectious diseases. And so this is something I remember back 
uh, months ago, maybe it was even a year ago when we talked, mm-hmm. and you were telling us, you know, how this disease will spread and what is going to happen. And everything you said came true. Yeah. It was exactly what you said that it would be. And you spend all day long working with infectious diseases. How does this compare with other infectious diseases like hepatitis and, and, and influenza, things like that? Yeah. It, it, Much it more dangerous? Definitely more, more dangerous in terms of if you look at flu, um, you know, it's definitely more deadly than flu. Does you know. it spread? as easily as flu spreads? Probably spreads a little bit more easily than... than really? Yeah. Wow. Especially some of these newer variants, especially the Delta variant. Um, you know, it's a... Uh it really saturates the air when someone is infectious, especially in these clo- enclosed environments and everything. So it's it's quite infectious. You know, one of the most infectious things is measles, which you sometimes see those outbreaks in, in under-vaccinated communities. Well, tell me about a booster. Is it necessary that we get a booster shot? It seems like at this point, you know, the CDC and everybody is um, not recommending it at this point, um, though I think Pfizer had just started talking about doing a third shot in their series of booster. And they, they did show that at six months, that booster shot does boost your antibody levels pretty you know dramatically. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I think there may be a booster in the, in the future. When that is, I'm not sure. But it, I think it makes a lot of sense to me. Well, every year I have a flu shot. Yep. And this may be something that happens with COVID-19? Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Both of those viruses are RNA viruses, so they are really bad at replicating themselves, which is a great thing for them as they start to make more and more mutants. And mm-hmm. that's how some of these variants get out there. That's why they do those crazy numbers and letters for each flu, like H1N1 or right. H3N. You know, these viruses are really bad at replicating. And so they make mutants all the time. And that's why we got to kind of play catch up with a lot of these viruses is, you know, oh, there's a new strain. We need to, you know, maybe we can make the vaccine a little bit better for that. So so tweaking things down the line. So well, I think we'll end up getting more shots in the future. Let's talk about the vaccine. Now let's talk about side effects. What are some of the side effects that you've seen from the vaccine? Yeah, um, overall, very, very minimal. You know, we keep an eye on, you know, all the, the folks at Hamilton who get the vaccine and keep an eye on them. Really no serious reactions. We've had, you know, some headaches, injection site u- or injection site um, reactions, you know, redness, pain, erythema swelling. Well, it just sounds like very mild. Yeah, very, very mild. Do you think that uh, misinformation on social media has caused a lot of people not to be vaccinated? Yeah, I think there's a lot of misinformation out there, you know. A lot of people are getting information from aunts, uncles, grandparents. You can't and, do that. Yeah. Where do you where do you get information that's good information? Someone listening, they want to know what's really going on. Where do they go? I think first stop would be the CDC, in my opinion. They're excellent at looking at populations, looking at outbreaks, and you know they've been with this all along. Very evidence based approach to things. So you know the CDC would be my first stop, and then you could look at the WHO. You can look at the you know the Infectious Disease Society of America, but you know CDC is nice because it's a digestible format for practitioners or, or, you know, patients, the layman. They kind of offer that information a real real easy way to, to interpret. So. Got you. Uh, we're talking with Dr. Lee Connor, an infectious disease doctor at Hamilton Medical Center. Can someone get COVID-19 once they get the vaccine? I mean, can the vaccine cause you to get COVID-19? The vaccine can definitely not give you COVID-19. Now, how can that be? Explain how that works. Yep, yep. So um, basically, you know, these viruses are big, long strands of information. RNA is what we call it. And what we're really trying to do with these vaccines is these viruses have a little spike on the outside, and that's what it uses to attach to your cells. And the immune system for viruses like that, you they make antibodies to bind up those spikes and prevent them from attaching to your body cells and to clear out the virus. So right. when we're making a vaccine, 
We take only a very small segment of that entire virus's genome, specifically the one that makes that spike protein, and we take that out and we package it up into um, a little particle that it can, you know, be absorbed into the cell. And so really what we're doing is you get the information on how to make that spike protein, gets into your cell, your cell makes that spike protein, and then your body recognizes it as foreign. And then basically like all vaccines, it kind of goes down this cascade of, okay, well, this is wrong. Let's fight that, make antibodies to it and prevent infection in the future. Is this the way that the flu vaccine is done? Uh, this is actually a, a newer technology. Okay. Um, but the, the principles are the same. It's sort of like a different way of getting that protein into you and expressing it. But, you know, the flu vaccines are putting in that protein specifically into your arm so your immune system can form antibodies to it, whereas we're giving your body the information to make the protein, then you make it, and then it goes down that same pathway. So I have heard... And, and read on social media, people say, I went and got the COVID-19 vaccine. Now I've got COVID. And the thing is that they had COVID before they went and got the vaccine. Right. Or immediately after, too. You know, these vaccines. You oh, know, it takes time for them to, to, exactly. to start. Usually about a couple weeks after your last dose. So even if you're partially, you know, partial vaccination is good and, and, and probably helps mitigate, you know, the virus a little bit. But to be as protected as possible to hit that like 95% rate, you really have to wait two weeks after that last dose. So you're still vulnerable, even if you're, you know, in between shots. So if you're in that you know spot, I would be still very careful, you know, going wear know, that mask. Yeah. Wash just, your hands. Just be real suspicious of others. Make sure, you know, you're being safe out there. Got you. What are some things that we can do to help keep those numbers down or to get the numbers down of the Southeast? At the beginning of this show, you talked about the Southeast really having a problem. What's something we can do to help people get those numbers down? I think folks need to, you know, talk to their loved ones, you know, people who have been vaccinated, you know, go and, and, and preach the good word of these vaccines. That they're, they're very safe. They're very, very effective. We've had millions of people receive these vaccines and, and very, very little uh, side effects. And, you know, the benefit of it is just huge. I mean, that's really the only way we're going to be able to get these numbers down to an extremely low level, or, you know, and try to stamp it out. You know, we really still don't have any great medicines we can give you, right. you know, steroids we can do in the hospital, but I, you know, I'd hate for our listeners to be hospitalized. So, you know, really prevention is, is the key. If someone feels like that they have COVID-19, what are some of the common symptoms that they could be looking for? They may, they may think they've been exposed. They know someone who's got it and they didn't know they had it and they don't have, this person doesn't have their vaccination. What's some of the things that uh, will go through their mind or some of the things that they see when it comes to symptoms to see if, yeah. if that person has COVID-19, if, if you've acquired COVID-19, you know, just because of a, of a loved one that has it, yeah. what are some of the symptoms? Yeah, it can be, you know, no symptoms at all um, or very mild symptoms. And, and most people would say, you know, a headache, a runny nose, sore throat, uh, a, a non-productive cough, you know, something that's real dry and nagging. You know, it, it's very similar to the flu or, or other, you know, colds out there. But then, you know, unfortunately, a bunch of bunch of people end up developing, you know, really bad shortness of breath, especially when they do their usual things, mm -hmm. you know, walking around their house just really gets them winded. So that would be something to really keep in mind. You know, if you are getting short of breath, doing things you can normally do without any problems and you're having fevers and headaches, you know, those would be very suspicious symptoms for, for COVID-19. Now we've talked about the Delta variants. Are these also the same for the Delta variants as for the no, I guess I don't want to say traditional COVID nineteen, uh, like the wild COVID type. Yeah. 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 yeah uh, they're they're all 
pretty much the same. Um, you know, very nonspecific, sort of upper respiratory symptoms. So. Well, is that Delta? Is that Delta variant more dangerous? I think it's a little bit more, you know, virulent, which is, you know, bad in medical speak. And so, um, yeah, it, it, you know, people tend to get sicker with it. Well, Delta is the only one I've heard of. Mm-hmm. Are there other variances to COVID-19? Yep. It's, it's basically like the Greek alphabet, you know, alpha, beta, gamma, Really? Delta. Wow. And so there's a bunch, you know, most well, of How the, far do you think they've gotten? Yeah, I, I don't know. They haven't gotten too, too far. But, you know, there's, there's variants of interest, which are basically alpha, which was the UK variant, um, beta, gamma. And then Delta was the the Indian variant. And that's the one that, that is predominant right now mm-hmm. that's yep. moving through the southeast. Yep. Yeah, we're moving and through very, the country. Yep. Moving through the country. And it's very contagious. Yes, very, very More contagious. so than COVID-19. Yep. And you can see, too, if you looked at the numbers in the U.K., the Delta variant is, you know, more than 90% of oh. what they're seeing. And so it really just outcompetes the others. And, and it's going to be what we mostly see here, you know, in the next several weeks, I imagine. So when should people seek medical attention if they feel like they have COVID-19? Yeah, I think if you have any signs or you know, symptoms concerning for COVID-19 or you've had an exposure and you're wondering if you're asymptomatic, um, I would get in touch with your primary care doc, make sure that everything is okay, you know, try to reach out to your primary care, call our convenient cares, you know, we'll get you sort of in the right direction on, on where to get tested. Um, you know, the health department too is, is one that can do testing as well. Great. I know they've been pushing, you know, a lot of vaccines and stuff too, but you know, some people forget they're also doing testing too. Yeah. So, so, so make sure you get tested. If, even if you feel that you might have COVID-19, but you're not sure, get tested, get that vaccine. Oh yeah. The vaccine is, uh, you know, prevention's key. So that vaccine is very and, safe, very effective, especially when we start to see things start to creep back up. That's right and of all the people in in the hamilton family you were the first one to get your vaccine number one yeah <laughs> you might have seen my crazy cat sweater in what those videos. The, it was at christmas time wasn't it, was it christmas time yeah yeah that's great dr connor thank you so much for uh, coming on out and being on the show we've learned so much today thank you for having me for more information or an appointment at hamilton physician group specialty care call 706-529-529 3072 or visit hamiltonhealth.com slash specialty care. This program in no way seeks to diagnose or treat illness or to replace professional medical care. Please see your health care provider if you have a health problem. Thank you for listening to Health for Life, a presentation of Hamilton Healthcare System. 